Hey everyone, I'm Danny Wallace, and welcome to Time for Us. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? Hi, Danielle. <laughs> welcome to my beautiful studio. Thank you, babe. So I say I love what you've done with the place. Thank you. You've 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 done yourself. Okay, guys. So. This is the very first episode. Oh my gosh. I'm so privileged <gasps> to be know. here. I can't believe that I'm actually sitting in your studio. We are sitting on the floor of my spare bedroom in my apartment. Uh, resembles somewhat of a cracked den, but we're here for it. <laughs> we are here for it. All good ideas started somewhere. on the floor somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Most, you know, they've got to start somewhere. So um, I thought I would do us all the honor of introducing our guest today which is Arielle van Heerden. Ari as we call her is a world-class model. She's traveled, worked and lived abroad for several years in her modeling career gracing the pages and covers of multiple magazines. Needless to say she's gorgeous but so much more than that Ari is on it. She's sharp. She is the social media manager and content creator for The Rainforest Co a female-owned business that provides sustainable and eco-friendly plant-based food products to an international market. Ari is the ultimate banter and boogie partner. As her Instagram bio says, Hi, I'm Ari, and I like to party. (laughs) And throughout all the good times and bad, she is the epitome of unconditional love and acceptance. And I'm proud to say she's one of my nearest and dearest friends. So Ari, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're going to make me cry. Um, I had to hype you up, girl. Yeah, now I'm stoked. Yeah, so let's get into it. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling a bit nervous for some reason. I know, me too. <laughs> it's so nerve-wracking. I feel like a little child, but it's quite fun. I haven't felt this nervous. Um, feels like we're doing something naughty. I yeah. It's quite... Um, everything but I'm like I like it I like, you like it. it how are you how am I yeah I'm also I feeling quite exhilarated at the prospect of what we're about to attempt yeah <laughs> I think also like the anxiety of the modeling season coming to an end yeah something that you've absolutely excelled at by I the mean, way thank you it can only get better so on the notes of modeling which as you've kind of commented on I'm fairly new to it like the industry in comparison to you how long have you been in the industry for? I started when I was 15. I got scouted on a beach in PE. PEZ, as we like to call it. <laughs> Back in the hood. Um, I was actually doing an Apple Tizer promotion. And I got scouted by Seventeen magazine. And mm. was six months later, I was on a plane to Germany, of all places, which was very interesting. I think I left off chicken schnitzel for the first two weeks that I was there because I had no idea how to cook. <laughs> I don't want to speak any correction, but I think I might have attempted to microwave it the first few times oh, as well. No. <laughs> so it wasn't a very healthy um, introduction, but I definitely learned a lot. And yeah, since then, went from there, I went to Turkey, Turkey, Cape Town, Paris, Germany a lot. Very, um, for those of you that don't know me, I'm blonde, oh, yeah. blue eyes, so German market. <laughs> um, and yeah, but I must say Cape Town's always been my favorite market to work in. You always get treated here with a lot of 
like love and respect, whereas to the other markets, they don't care about you as much. It's quite a difficult, you know, yeah, industry to be a part of. I can imagine. I don't think it actually gets any easier, to be honest. No. It doesn't. <laughs> I think the market is so saturated now with the whole Instagram thing and TikTok thing. It's not mm. just about being a good model and like, you know, everything that goes into it, the exercise and the mental preparation for every shoot or castings, as we've spoken about before. Like, you literally have to be your own hype girl before every casting. And you sometimes walk out of there feeling like a complete patat. <laughs> like, you have just embarrassed yourself to another extent, but... I don't know, I guess we signed up for this show. No, we, no one no one has forced us to do no. this. You do have to remind yourself of that. I know we've had like many, many laughs about yes. our fucking castings and the shit that they make you do in those casting rooms. This is just ridiculous. The scary thing is that it's actually all on film somewhere. It's on somebody's database. I really hope that they delete that at some point. I can like, hope so. It can't be stored forever. Surely not. No. Um yeah, it would be actually be quite interesting to do a compilation of all of those little videos, like short See. little snippets of you either looking funny into some some direction or having to act out a scene with your In non-existing boyfriend. Always imaginary everything. <laughs> always imaginary something. In a studio, not much different from this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think, like, for me, I just had to... Because I, for anyone listening... I've started like properly modeling in September last year, really, and have booked quite a few television commercials. I haven't really done any stills, but I've done a, a fair amount of TV things. And initially when I started going to these castings, I used to have heart palpitations. Like yeah. I would almost perish just even in the car on the way there. And then on the way out of the casting in the car on the way home, I would be replaying everything I did. Yeah. And like, if it was, I, would, I don't know, I'd be like sitting in the car talking to myself and like reenacting the scene just for myself as like the only fucking viewer in the car, like a complete <laughs> nut job. And it's probably how you got so good at it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it worked. Um, yeah, I think like the key to these things is probably just stopping giving a shit. Like you just have to stop caring. You literally, I cannot tell you, obviously after COVID and everything, my... My career came to a halt as everybody's did during COVID. Mm. And then just trying to get back into the ocean of the motion or the motion of the ocean um, was also quite daunting for me. Like even somebody that's been doing it after years, I'd go in there and I'd just be like, oh my God, like what am I actually doing? Like, and then also we would message each other and be like, okay, this is what I did. This was the seed. I yeah. fucked it up this way. <laughs> Yeah. like there's no way and then you just start it is kind of you have to go in there and be like whatever I'm just going to give it my all you yeah. listen to what the casting director tells you you have to visualize whatever they say the scene is like okay I'm sipping a pina colada in the mm. Maldives or whatever you must see that ocean you must feel that breeze and that's kind of for those 10 seconds you just pretend like nobody else is there you have to just have like a really strong imagination <laughs> Really strong. Yeah, definitely. I think I also used to um, say to myself, because I think I take myself quite seriously, and I used to say before I went to like some of my castings, I would be like, just see how badly you can fuck it up. Like, <laughs> actually, 
it's at the point now where you Jesus take the just, wheel. <laughs> just trust yourself. Also, though, yeah. like, just trust yourself that you're not gonna you're not a complete imbecile. Like you can hold a sentence together and you can say hello. My name is Danny on camera. It's not that hard, really. Yeah. So just stop taking it so seriously. Actually, is it like I would say mm-hmm. a pretty good tip as well or hint. And I used to just literally say to myself, see how badly you can fuck it up. And whenever I did that, I swear to you. Full send. Full send. And like <laughs> the best. Because you just throw yourself so wholeheartedly into the scene. Mm. And then often it comes out really good. Yeah. Because you just fucking hoy. But it's also, I feel like the casting directors, they they make you do such random shit as well. Like, I don't know. I, I, I can't think of one thing right now, but... A, a trend of late for me has been interpretive dancing, as I've told you. <laughs> and, like, I'll never forget the one time Daddy was... I was staying at a friend of mine's house. And she was there. I don't know. We were probably on our way out somewhere. But I had to send in a self-tape of myself interpretive dancing. And I was like, Daddy, I'll just... Please, whatever you do, do not come up these motherfucking stairs. <laughs> like, I don't even know what interpretive dancing is, but I'm going to go give it horns in the lounge. And I'll never forget. I was like mid-arm wave <laughs> and I just see her little face peek over the stairs and I'm just like oh my god <laughs> nobody is supposed to see this this is between me and the camera <laughs> just go away woman that oh, was so funny I had uh, to run down the stairs I almost peed myself with laughter no, yeah, that sorry. Was my, no that was so funny I'm sorry for violating you like that my privacy <laughs> violated uh, was between me and the agency yeah oh fuck that's another thing um our book is my see crazy shit no, do you know that um, when I went into the agency the other day, I didn't know this, but for every casting you go to, when they take your picture before, it gets uploaded onto the system so your agency can actually see your photo on, on their no side. I swear to God. Um, no I swear to God. Marcel pulled it up. Oh, and gosh. I know. There was like a collection <laughs> of photos of me. And I was horrified. I know. I feel like I always look like a fucking dork in those pictures. It's so, like, actually, on that note, um, I made some questions. Oh, I think nice. good. We had to. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> just as that you had giggled at each other. Sitting there like two fucking awkward turtles. We needed some guidance. Oh, God. Um, so, you and I have had many conversations about body image. And I think more than just body image, like, our perception of ourselves and our tendency to be so obsessive over everything and it's exhausting and I don't think it's just us I'm pretty sure that this is a common theme for most women and I just wanted to like pose the question to you do you think that'll ever change (laughs) that is a good question I don't know because I feel like when I become less body conscious that's generally when I'm feeling more like I'm reaching my body goals so I don't know but I see this with my mom like I feel like with models or people that work, you know, within the industry where your appearance equals your job and your income. Yeah, it's like a direct relation to your success, I guess. And it's it's not that I would say that me or you, like, our personality comes from the way we look. You know what I'm trying to say? It's not like we have to always look our best or think that's... That's, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like we're obsessive to like be the hottest or the best looking, but it's actually like the self-doubt of ne- for ourselves feeling like, okay, well, this piece on my leg is too big or mm. so the, 
you know, we're so analytic about our bodies. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Um, and I, I don't know. I actually don't know what to tell you on that one. I hope it gets better, like, for ourselves. But I don't know. I feel like it's so deeply wired. It's so deeply it's rooted. Been, it's like, and this is not even just to park the whole model chat. It's not, this is not us coming from like a uh, models vibe. I think it's even just being a young girl growing up in fucking 2000s when you used to watch Bridget Jones's Diary and Bridget Jones was called fat throughout that movie. And if you look That's at her. That's wild, actually. Oh, Babe, if you, I haven't even thought about if that. you look at the fucking movies we used to watch and how there was so much body shaming, there was so much like extreme diet culture. Um, even in, I saw something on Instagram, like on, um, what is that movie with Sandra Bullock? Where she, like the undercover agent. Uh, um, uh, I was like, Miss Independence. Uh, Miss Congeniality. Miss Congeniality, yeah. There was like this one scene in Miss Congeniality where there's some comments about eating what you want and then the, the other pageant girls apparently were saying no and then Sandra Bullock makes a comment well she's gonna vomit it up later anyway it's like all these subtleties yeah. and all these little things that just get fed into our brains from basically adolescence it's such a an interesting thing and I agree with you in that I really do hope we can at some point in our lives like shed the fucking shackles of yeah the societal construct that has been so deeply ingrained into our brains. But there's also a part of me that so deeply identifies with looking good and feeling good and in feeling, your body. Yeah. It's like, and it's how like, do you separate and the two? How, how it affects your, like your mental state. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so wild. It's like, who am I? It's like, that's like, it's, it's like the tip of the iceberg mm. that's connected to so many deep-rooted issues mm. but if you think about it so i've got a little sister she's 18 years old and she's grown up in like the instagram tiktok like culture i like i can only imagine how bad it must be for them because if i see the way she talks about herself it's and like what do you as the older sister say because you, i know I've, i do exactly the same thing i know so it can't be like oh just love yourself like don't be so mean to yourself i feel like the severity to what we or at least for myself like I might not be completely stoked about how I look but I get it's not that I completely obsess about it 24 7 mm. it like comes in waves you know what mm. I mean whereas when I was younger I was really obsessed with it but I mean that was your whole career and you were yeah. so young so I it kind of so. makes sense yeah so in that way I would say it gets better gets less <laughs> I think that having a younger sister who is I guess, behaving in the ways that you do as well, that you wish you could kind of change. It's such a great mirror. Yeah. Hey, it's like a little fucking reminder to... Check shop. Check shop, my babe. Yes, yes. <laughs> Check shop. Um, yeah, because I also know I spoke that way about myself in front of her when I was just a teenager. Yeah. So it's like... Deep, hey? Yeah, it's so hectic, actually. So I actually wanted to ask you this. This is also one of my questions. Um... And I love that you like introduced your younger sister for me, so I didn't have to okay. touch on that. But for you now in your life, where you are, and if you look back at your modeling career and how young you were when you went into it, and even maybe if maybe the question could be posed in two ways. If your younger sister was presented with the same opportunity, what would you say to her? Or possibly another question or another way of looking at it would be, 
knowing what you know now, would you do it again? Like it's a yes and a no. I kind of feel like modeling definitely shaped me into the person that I am, you know, traveling. Like I used to be super shy. I don't want to say timid, but like very, very reserved. Mm. And I feel like it definitely brought me out of my shell and it brought me into my own person. And I feel like if I'd never like started doing this i'd probably still be stuck in pe can you imagine Mm -mm. like i would have followed a construct of just going to school marrying somebody going to varsity and then having a a two-bedroom somewhere in charlotte i can't imagine you in pe forever (laughs) so in that way like i'm really like stoked for what my career has done for me but it's also I don't know. I also wish that I maybe studied something different or put this much amount of time in something else that I now would have a bigger career in. Mm. But you're doing that now. As well. I guess. I guess so. Like, I guess we also put a lot of pressure on ourselves to have things waxed by the time you turn thirty. Like I'm turning thirty in a few months, and you know when you were twenty one, you kind of thought, okay, when I'm thirty, this is going to be my life, or this I'm going to have the things these boxes ticked or whatnot and whatnot so yeah i guess that's kind of my answer yes i know like you know what fuck it no i'm actually would have probably done it all yeah, again. Done it again. No, yeah. probably yeah i can't it's I can see such a you. wild ride like mm. and it's brought me so much happiness and it's also brought me to the to close, so much closer to the person that i should be and am today and the people that I love, you know, mm. like we would have never met. What would you have done without me? I don't know. <laughs> I, would have, I probably would have slept more. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, that's very funny. Mm. Um, okay. So on the note of having other hustles and side careers and stuff, I wanted to ask you, what do you feel like you are crushing life at at the moment? Well, being an adult, I guess, like mm. it's something, you know, with modeling, one of the big perks of modeling is you've got a lot of freedom. You've got a lot of um, spare time. And recently starting this job, I've learned how to be a lot more productive and set aside instant gratification to achieving long-term goals and just taking things on that I absolutely know nothing about. (laughs) Just like, as we said earlier, like just starting something. Mm. It's like, I must say, this is one like period in my life where I've realized for so long, I would be thinking about starting something and getting so anxious about starting something and just building this whole situation up in my head Instead of just like kicking north and fucking for it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking do it. Yeah. Like just like stop talking about it and just do it. I know. Why? And I'm so, so proud this. of you. Like yeah. finally starting this first podcast, people. We've been talking about it. <laughs> Yay! I know. We will have a food blog coming soon as well. We've got <laughs> so many things up our sleeves. Don't worry. In the pipeline. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. I I feel like the. I wonder if it is a stage of life thing because I've been thinking about this whole podcast thing and now that I have the audacity yes, to start it, the fucking audacity, 
and I was wondering, and I mean, part of me wants to kick myself because I think, why didn't I start this earlier? And then the other part of me thinks, maybe I just wasn't ready. Like maybe this is the time now. Maybe it's a being 30 thing. Maybe it's a feeling like I have a voice or I can say stuff. And coming into your own. Yeah, and like Mm. being ballsy enough to fucking do it and not really care too much about... Fuck the police. Yeah, (laughs) the police, babe. Uh, yeah. uh, just a word to the wise never make noise close to Danielle <laughs> when she's attempting to sleep because she will call the police yeah. on your ass uh, like Harry's not wrong <laughs> she's not wrong guys like last night uh, I think I slept for a total of three hours because in the apartment block I'm staying at there are neighbours that have an Airbnb and when I tell you Oaks were jawling they were jawling on the balcony, screeching, cackling. I mean, I'm glad they were having a good time, but... Basically being us. <laughs> basically being... You know that I thought about that so much? Every time I got upset... Like we could upset, probably be friends with them. <laughs> every time I got upset, I was like, Danielle, you have such double standards. Like, shut uh-huh. up. Get in bed and fucking put your ear, like your earplugs in and go to sleep. And I really tried, guys. I really tried, but it was highly, highly annoying. I didn't phone the police this time. <laughs> Well, she was this close. I was very close. Yeah, close. I was very close. Um, but I did make a concerted effort to keep ringing their doorbell today, hoping that I'd wake I them up. I joined in. Yeah, we... It was actually quite fun. <laughs> Just give them, give them a little buzz to, in case you were enjoying a nap, um, I guess, you know, the good old biblical saying, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Yeah. Which is, I don't think what they say you should do, but <laughs> it's what I have been doing. <laughs> 103 if you're listening fuck you it's, yeah, it's 316 <laughs> whatever um yeah uh, oh goodness that's so funny good good times so what are you how are you feeling about turning 30 um i'm excited i feel like so many of my friends have are turning 30 this year that you kind of realize that it's really just a number. Mm. Like nothing really changes. I think you build it up so heavily. <laughs> Sorry, I'm pouring a drink. Uh, so heavily in your head, you know, like, oh my God, I'm leaving my 20s, going into my 30s. Um, but I think this job that I just got has grounded me a lot. So mm. the anxiety that I experienced last year, being in between yachting and modeling and not really knowing like a little fart in the wind. <laughs> don't know what direction I'm going in. Um, it brought me a lot of anxiety then, but I'm feeling a lot more confident and settled in myself and my ability to do things. So I'm amped. I'm stoked. I feel like Not this, stoked on the wrinkles though. I mean... The collagen needs to stay. <laughs> this is why we have uh, aestheticians, or however you say it. Love an aesthetician. And medical doctors. Um, yeah. What was I going to say to you now? 30. Oh, yeah, we're talking about being 30. Mm. I mean, you're 30 and thriving. Look at you, I'm thriving. I'm, I'm, oh, that's what I was going to say, actually. Mm. I was going to say to you that I, th- I think it's the first time in years, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you've actually had a house of your own in Cape Town. Yeah, hey? it's been like two years. Well, when, when, was, when did COVID end? So, yeah, I left for Mexico to go to the yards. So, it's about two years. Yeah. Renting from friends, moving here, moving there, and it was absolutely 
shockingly not good for your mental health. No, it's not, hey? Because <laughs> I kept thinking I'm going back to the yachts and waiting on this, waiting on that. And I just, yeah, definitely don't want to go back to the past years. I mean, I learned a lot. Definitely brought me closer to you, at least. Yeah, no, and that's definitely a win. I guess sometimes you just need to be a fucking gypsy. But it's definitely not what I what I enjoy being. I don't think anyone enjoys being it. I mean... Yeah, you, they're all lying. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag bad life. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to any fucking hippie mm. songwriter who's written about being a gypsy because... It's not a vibe. It's not a vibe. And I can attest to that because the spare room has seen its fair share of gypsies. of gypsies and i can tell you now anytime someone has stayed in here they They're have not, not been at the epitome of their like They're you know not. their goals in life um no no judgment to anyone who stayed here obviously i'm just saying <laughs> we love like, you we love you it's not a diss i love myself as well <laughs> and I, ari loves herself and i love ari too it's just a comment i must say your choice yeah we're <laughs> just talking about gypsy life you know uh, yeah no, I'm, I I really have enjoyed being 30 so far. So how long? It's been like four months. Because, yeah. Yeah. I'm always halfway there. I know. Like, it feels like the other day we had your birthday. Honestly, I don't know if this is something that only old people say. But you know how we always like, time, where's time gone? Yeah, you always like, shut up, mom, shut up, dad. Now you're like, oh my God. I sound. It's like halfway through 2023. Base, it's a quarter. It's a quarter way through. It's 2023, it is. Yeah, it's 2023, and we are a quarter way through. <sighs> it's wild. So in other news, mm. me and Danny do love a drink, do. as most people know. And we love commenting on cocktails, sending them back, or appreciating them when they're really good. And today we are trying out the new vodka and icy infused lemon spritz cooler with zero sugar. I know, it is nice. From Shackleton. Brewing company. It's got an amber color to it. Yeah, it's like this beautiful amber color. And it does taste, taste quite light, eh? Hey? It is nice. It's not a lot of sugar in there. Well, there's none, actually. Oh, it's nice. It's 5%. Oh, damn. Damn. That's it's, cheeky. Mm. And what else? And it's got a nice can. Yeah. The can's can. quite pretty. I, on the other hand, am drinking the complete antithesis of what Ari just described. And I'm indulging in a Caribbean twist pineapple daiquiri. Yo, I remember when you just started dopping. It was that and brutal fruit. Yeah. I don't know how we didn't actually die of alcohol poisoning when we were... You know, when did you go to Plate Rage? I never did Plate Rage. I actually did Matric Rage. I mean, fuck. Durban Rage. Durban Rage, yeah. But I guess that makes Belita. sense. Because there is that option too, yeah. I wouldn't drive all the way from Durban to... Plates. Yeah. The child day. But yeah, like it was popsack, brittle fruits, fucking. No, mine was the. And then you'd wake up the next day ready to go. I mean. Let's go write a thesis. Yeah. I think the bounce back was definitely better than it is in adulthood, but it definitely was still quite hard on the bod. I used to clap the storm courts, never God. buy the bottle, always oh, buy the court. God. And a spin as well, because it was that probably... poor life. I know. Was that poor life? <laughs> it was a freaking grade eleven, because I was in grade eleven going to the matric rage, so I had zero money, 
and whatever pocket money my parents yeah. would give me. And you're going there for like however many, like the whole of December holidays, basically. With a hundred rand. Yeah, with a hundred rand. <laughs> so what do you want from me? Shot, Bob, shot. Like, I'm going to my parents. Exactly. Yeah, that was, that was, I think that like drinking, binge drinking, wait, I, I, maybe it's a universal problem. But I do think South Africans love a dog. I have heard, though, that um, in England, I've actually never been, they're like, they'll go have a pint, as they call it, like, like in their lunch break. Yeah, when I was in Europe. So I think it's not just us. No, okay. I, but I don't know. When, so when I was in Europe and I was in Lisbon, we, I drank beer pretty much every single day, but they serve them in these tiny little drafts. They're probably like 250 mils of beer in a little tiny glass that you just drink, I guess, whenever the, the mood strikes you. <laughs> whenever the mood strikes you. Hey, it's 10 a.m. on a Monday morning. <laughs> feels groovy to me. Um, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It's The difference there is that the culture isn't getting shit-faced. Yeah, they don't rave it. No. They don't rinse it. No, I was on drinking brandy and coke. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. How many people really do have the ability to go have one or two drinks and then be like, sweet, that's me, I'm out. I'm like a Friday night. Do you know, <laughs> I, I, I think I can count probably in our friendship group off the top of my head, two girls. And I would say Tully. I know Tully has the determination and strength of mind to... But she's not a big drinker. No, I, I don't think she is generally, but no. I think... Yeah, I think she can drink if she wants to, but also when she decides something, mm. she just if she's like, I'm having one drink, she will have one drink. And the other person is Morgana. Oh, Morgana really? is so good with that. She can literally have one drink and be like, okay, thank you. That was a, there were actually the one night we went for dinner. Um, I went out with her and Dirk and a few other people and we went to P&G mm. and we had hot dogs there. Oh my God, they're to die oh, for. So They're so good. good. And Dirk instigated Dirk is Morgana's boyfriend for anyone who's listening <laughs> <laughs> there's anybody out there if there's anybody listening <laughs> tap twice yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah so Dirk instigated picklebacks and I'm going to explain this just in case there are people listening from anywhere <laughs> in case it is anybody listening <laughs> um, uh, a pickleback is a shot of Jack Daniels and a shot of pickle juice, which so you you take it Sounds like a disgusting. you take it like a suitcase, you know, which would be Jack Daniels and passion fruit. Yeah, and you knock back the, the Jack Daniels, and then you chase it with the pickle juice, and it's actually one of the best things ever. I love them, and yeah, Dirk instigated some picklebacks. We all had a pickleback, and then I realized how drunk a single shot of alcohol makes you. Oh, really? Because we didn't drink again after that. That was the only drink we had. Okay. Which is bizarre. Yeah. But this is an example of how morgues can decide something and then that was it. We had one pickleback each. Two like, please. And then, and we ate, and then that was it. And then we didn't really drink again. And I was riding off of that Jack Daniels. We were like, woo! For, yeah. <laughs> is it Tuesday? Should we go to Marshall? Should we? <laughs> I feel like the, that, the answer to that question is always yes. yes. I actually haven't been there in forever. I know. I feel like if I am in Cape Town next week Friday, I'll probably go pop in. Depending. Ooh. Uh, what what <laughs> do you mean? Not, there's that vent. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, okay. yeah. 
Yeah, that'll be sick. But we are currently considering going to... Retreat yourself. Which would be quite a wholesome experience. That would be really nice, actually. But... Makes us. It's the... It's... Yeah. It's a matter of driving and pitching a tent, but the, the event itself sounds incredible. Isn't it one of those tents that you basically just, like, pull open? No. Like, you wear out of a bag and it goes, bloop. No. <laughs> No, this is me bought a proper, one of those AfriCamp, like, oh canvas, metal How many poles. times have you used this tent? Probably, we've personally used it twice. Okay. And then we've lent it to friends. Okay. So it's, so it's a communal tent. It's been used thrice. <laughs> but it's a great tent. I know, but I just can't see Aaron pitching down a tent at the end of a job. No, do you know? Yeah, I'm surprised. Maybe you'll just like drive away. Yeah. Just leave it there. <laughs> Fuck this tent. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, Bomb it. Yeah, just be like, guys, sorry, I couldn't put this in the dustbin, so I'm leaving it here. Yeah. Um, Somebody will make this a home. <laughs> no, we went to this place called Camp and Climb that is just outside of Cape Town. For anyone who likes camping gear, I really suggest you check it out. It's <laughs> sick. So weird, I've never heard that sentence come out of your mouth. No, but it's one of those places where you go there and then you'll just realize everything that you didn't know you needed to go camping. So we bought our tent from there and we even got the guy to give us a like a special tutorial oh, really? on how to pitch the I tent. Can, I can see Aaron demanding yeah. this from this guy. He's and like, okay, no, but, but my brew, my brew. <laughs> yeah, he gave us a full-on tutorial how to pitch it and then how to take it down. And there's so many little nifty tricks that you can actually implement to to do it properly. Um, so, yeah, no, we love, that. we love our tent, needless to say. Okay, so back to some of my my crazies hot topics let's let's get into it what else do i have here to ask you is there anything at the moment that you're looking forward to hmm well i might be going to berlin next month um if all goes well pretty excited to go work and live there for about a month will be I've, I've been there once I've always been intrigued by the culture for many reasons. If you know me, you know why. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's definitely something I'm looking forward to. Also, potentially going to Africa Burn for the first time, but I'm not too sure about that either. For the first time? I've never been. I've attempted to go twice. The first time I ended up with the burn bug before going to the burn. I was in hospital. It was quite wild. And the second time was COVID. Hectic. Mm. So I've always been trying. I've never gone either. I want to fly in the own fly out. <laughs> and that's, that, that's a... Just that's, as a standard, if anybody's got a yeah. plane, if there's any, anybody out there listening with a plane, I I will provide treats and I will provide... Good times. Good times. Good, good vibes. Good laughs. Vibes. General vibes. Just general vibes. Just color. <laughs> we have always had this... Ari and I have always had this ridiculous personal joke that we need to make a career out of just partying yeah. and being professional vibe girls. yeah vibe girls because we really do bring a fucking great vibe and we can talk heaps amount of shit heaps amount of shit <laughs> we can boogie we can hold our own we'll probably outdraw you but it's fine but that's what you get you get more than what you pay yeah, for so actually it's like a it's like an extra added bonus yeah. <laughs> are yeah. you done with the vibes oh we'll keep the vibes going we'll keep them going so another quizzy, what is your favorite thing to do in Cape Town? 
Well, I absolutely love the nature in Cape Town. I love, like, as the name of the sounds, I really love walking Cape Town. Like, I think that's really what we do. Like, mm. um, on an active sense, I love that. I definitely love going for a cocktail in Cape Town because the views are always phenomenal. Um, for all the people listening out there from all the different countries. <laughs> Let me tell you, you're in for a treat when it comes to food and drinks mm. up in the store. Um, my and Danny's favorite ritual is Friday walks and cocktails. It is. It's just social, being social it's, in Kesa. And it's like a Active. reward. Yeah. The fact that we made it to Friday to Wait. have to really start indulging in having some drinks. I mean, I don't want to cast us as sounding like alcoholics. <laughs> Because But it's probably not we both. Are, we aren't. <laughs> but it is it is one of those things. I mean, I think that at least for myself, to go back to a bit of a deep talk, but I know that I struggle with anxiety and I think most of us do. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here. I personally feel as though sometimes in my mind there's a, a connection that I've made between having a drink as a way to relax. So when I feel overwhelmed, which is most of the time, because I think I just run at a higher, I don't know, pace in in my brain, that being anxious is not far off from my everyday reality. By the end of the day, I could always do with a glass of wine or Always. always do with a whiskey or, you know, feel as though that's something that I guess... I need in a weird way. It is. It's, it's quite scary to say. It's almost like it's a because for those, let's say, when you start having a drink and you're being social and you relax, it's like you escape that like hectic anxiety track of thought. And I don't think it is just you. It's obviously working in social media now and you know, I've been researching, you know, eighteen to thirty four year olds, you know, what is the main thing that people struggle with psychologically and our generation like vastly struggles with anxiety mm. it's i think everything just runs at such a fast pace and we're all struggling to keep the fuck up do you think that's where it stems from uh, maybe like everything's always zero to hero yeah and it's like i don't think we've really been taught coping mechanisms for it so definitely not you know, a caribbean twist <laughs> that's that's just if there's uh, one coping mechanism uh, my parents taught me <laughs> <laughs> love you mom love you dad love you mom and dad it's uh, how to have a good drink yeah. let me tell you mm. uh yeah but we are we are cognizant of it we are trying to be more selective with when we do indulge maybe it is a, a 30 turning it, 30 yes, thing i actually really think so like you know me i used to fucking at least go out three times a week I know. And now, now it's like once a week, which is, I guess, still a bit. But for me, it's been a, it is a reward at the end of the week for not going out. Mm. But it's also there's so much on my plate and I can't function on a day-to-day basis if I'm not mentally switched on. Mm. But um, we grow and we learn, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And we support each other. We do support each yeah, other. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. We are lucky. We have a pretty good support system amongst ourselves yeah i must say with all our friends like everybody's super think emotionally mature mm. 
and we all hold space for each other. I think everybody's going through quite a bit in their own in their own rights, in their own little, you know, in their world. And we all super supportive of each other and have time for each other. And, yeah. You know, I must say that's one thing we really are. I feel very blessed with. Yeah. I feel like that statement that you just made about everyone going through their own shit will forever be true mm. to anyone. Yeah. Hey, don't you, don't you just literally, I think I've also come to this realization maybe within the last year or so that life is always going to be challenging. Yeah. There will, I will forever, forever, if I choose to look at life through a certain lens and to see it in a certain way, I will always see it as a fucking hectic, challenging, stressful thing yes. because it's never going to not be. I know. I feel like I, I can't tell you how I also realized that not too long ago. Like you kind of feel like when you're on a high and like things are like going well, mm. it's, I, there's always going to be something like, and it's not like a negative way to think about it because it's not being negative, like having a negative outlook on life, but it's just the fucking facts, you know? And I think, I don't know, when you're younger, you kind of feel, I guess for me, like, I'm very, like, addicted to happiness and happiness, happy vibes. And it's been quite a learning curve to realize that things aren't always fucking Monskane and Ruasa. But that doesn't mean that things are necessarily bad. Just because they're not great or 100% mew, mew, mew. It's, it's just life. It's just life. Yeah. And life is dynamic. And it's... And perpetual contradiction. It will be so many different things at the same time. Yeah. It's going to be fucking cuck and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be annoying and it's going to be joyous all at the same time. Yeah. And I don't think there'll ever be a time. I mean, maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'll listen to this one day and think, girl, I can't believe you ever said that. But I really don't think that there'll ever be a time where you're not struggling with something. Hey? Yeah. What do you, is that, do you think that's fair to say? I think, yeah, because you, I don't know. I think this, yeah, no, I think it's fair to say. Because yeah. I feel like we also know so many different kind of people from so many different walks of life, you know? Mm-hmm. And whether it be social, whether it be whatever, age, whatever. Everybody really, there's always something. <laughs> and I'm pretty annoyed about it, universe, if, you, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> universe, if you're, if you're listening. You're like, come on, dude, like, sort your shit out. <laughs> you just want to have a good time. Yeah, like, vibe goals. <laughs> yeah. We'll um we'll include our website <laughs> at the end of this podcast. Check the description uh, for a link. The bio. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Let's not joke. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. How do you want to remember your life when you're older? I want to remember it as adventurous and working hard and giving like loving. Like you know, taking things on full-heartedly and just having a fucking good time. Like, obviously, like, you know, you've got to work hard and, like, adult. <laughs> but just, like, not not missing an opportunity to, like, explore and have fun. I feel like that's something that both of you, you and I, there we go, I corrected myself there. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're always, like, going to be mischievous and, like... I don't know, just have fun. Mm. Like, I want to feel like, yes, as I said, 
how yes, I worked hard and I put my head down and this and this and this. But I want to know that I lived life to the fullest, at least, mm. you know? Like, I feel as though with that statement that you just made, I agree with you entirely. But I think what I've started noticing, at least in my own experience, is how those two aspects, which I also want for myself, kind of cannibalize each other. So it's like, I want to achieve and work hard and do all these amazing things. But I want to have fun at the same time. And then I do that. But then I start and then I have fun. And then that eats away at the, I need to work hard. But I feel like it's just you maybe that makes that, has that feeling. Because Mm. if you also like, it's what, what, what do they tell us on all the social media platforms? It's all about balance, right? So unless you feel like there's a specific time that you, okay, for the next month, I need to be focused completely and solely on this. Mm. It's fine for you to incorporate one with the other, I think. Like, but only you'll know your limitations, but you also need to check yourself when you're being too hectic on yourself, which I think is something that us as women or anybody really loves to do. Yeah. To be too hyper, like, critical or too rigid, which is also makes me think that which is such a dumb thing that we do because if we feel too constrained like too tied up in like i'm just working hard and i'm just doing this then, then we kind of resent what we're doing yeah and but if we also same thing like fun is you know mm. fun is fun mm. <laughs> it's easy to get lost in that one but you can't like hate yourself for having fun for no doing your thing. i think i think i've also started looking at life I think I've always had the mindset that life is for the living mm. and it's what what I'm about to say is quite a toxic I think <laughs> mantra but it's <laughs> but we we'll needed it out afterwards <laughs> yeah but what uh, if I die tomorrow I always yeah. I always would say that to myself yeah. what if I was going to peg so then might as well just rinse it yeah. might as well go balls but to the wall within reason I guess I think that's what I'm dis- discovering now yeah. is that within reason and the because ramifications. Because what if you don't pick tomorrow, then you just, you know, oh, jokes. So far, I haven't pegged. <laughs> just pick up your shit. Uh, so far, I have not pegged. So I think that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's gone out the window now. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but you should definitely still allow yourself. Maybe what a good thing to do for you or for anyone, really, and for myself is to be like, okay, from Monday to Friday, if we've got longer-term goals, then from January to February, I'm doing this, I'm focusing all my energy on this, and I'm not, like, let's say, drinking or going out in this way. And then if you achieve that, then you allow yourself to to rinse it for the weekend. Or, you know, mine's more short-term. Mine, mine are more short-term at this point, but yeah. I still think it's at least a building block. Yeah. I do think it's a building block. And I do feel as though, I mean, Cape Town is a vortex yes, of debauchery. Yeah. And... Like Rick and Morty <laughs> should film the episode, yeah? My God. <laughs> if you don't check shop, <laughs> you, you will be dwelling. You'll, you'll basically live at Modular. <laughs> you, you actually might as well get a room at Modular or build yourself a little house little on the house. dance floor. No, I mean, maybe not modular specifically, or even in your best friend's kitchen. I don't know. <laughs> one of the two. The world, you're <laughs> Anywhere. And, uh. yeah, it's, 
it's it's quite it's quite a quite a place to to be in existence yeah. in you I know think i'm just like thinking about it right now like just if i think about this december in comparison to last december we've definitely fucking matured oh, and yeah. we've definitely reeled it in and become more way more adults and you know goal driven mm. whereas like especially talking about myself here it was just one big job mm. and even with modeling now that i've put so much time into work and being healthy and being you know on the ball I'm booking so much more modeling work mm. you know because it's, it's your energy how that works. attracting because mm. you're in that environment and you can't go to a casting at a whim because and you're fresh and you're on it mm. so that's actually been quite an interesting dynamic for me I also think that having this job is has been uh, and re- a re- goodness a reinforcement to your own perception of yourself mm. and your own self-worth I think because and my ability and your and your ability exactly so now you have something that's greater than modeling that is separate to the identity of just being physical yes yeah. just a physical identity identity of looking a certain way or whatever it is not just saying modeling is just that because it is way more than that but I think having this role has probably helped bolster you up in some ways. Mm. And and then there's just something about, I mean, I experienced it similarly, like similarly as well. When I first started, I didn't have any other work. When I first started modeling, that is. I didn't really have any other work on the go. And then when you have that that air of desperation. Yeah, there's, they can smell it. You, They can smell it through the camera. And I think <laughs> the universe can smell it. I don't know what happens, but there's yeah. just something. It's It's repulsive. Mm. to things it it's, it's a, it brings in a scarcity mindset as opposed to an abundance mindset and then yeah. somehow you just repel things rather than get into flow yeah that's so true uh like if anybody can give us any pointers on the math of this equation that we just spoke about but it's so fucking true mm. like i'm like I, nobody can tell me else no the math is our experience yeah. babe fuck that no. you don't tell us anything we're telling you <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to our podcast yeah you're listening to our podcast <laughs> <Dennis> podcast <Yeah. laughs> um. alrighty okay so I think I don't know I think do you think we should wrap it up a little bit yeah, well, thank you for having me. Well, I think that in closing, if there's anything you want to say to all of my loyal subscribers, <laughs> listeners. Uh, well, I do. Well, if I haven't said it before, like, I am so proud of you. You are a fucking inspiration. I love how you followed through with us. This absolutely makes me feel like whatever I'm thinking of doing, I'm going to follow through with. And your goal, just... Don't stop being you. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> Hope the audio quality is decent, guys. If not, bear with us. And yeah. Love you. Love Happy you. Friday. Thank you for coming, my angel. Thank you. Love you. Mwah. <laughs>